Previously on Algoa FM. Sigala, James Arthur on Algoa FM Sunday lunch singing about a lasting lover. Uh, my lasting love. Um, from very, very, very young, has been for food. Um, that's been more obvious in my appearance at some times than at other times. Uh, it's apparently less obvious at the moment, and I suppose we should be grateful. Uh, but so we always talk food, and we always talk life, love, the universe, and everything else uh, with a man called Rolf Gottschalk about once a year. I've got Rolf on the line um, because we obviously can't have him in the studio. Good afternoon, Rolf. Good afternoon, Charles, and good afternoon to all listeners in Algoa country. I hope everybody is safe and in good spirits. Yeah. Um, well, w- we might be in good spirits. We just don't have any spirits because Cyril took those away as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's when the pineapples went up, ne? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of the funniest things that I've, I've seen, um, as far as memes are concerned, um, somebody who, who, as the second lockdown started, said, um, okay, listen, I cannot look at another picture of somebody's banana bread. Why don't you all cook something useful, useful like meth? Um, so, so, of course, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, what? Think, I think we're, all in, we're nearly all there, huh? So, you are one of, one of the people who I use as a barometer uh, of sorts for what the hospitality industry is like. Um, and fortunately, you have very local experience. In other words, you're based in Algoa country, but you are in touch with many chefs across this country, and you have a finger on the pulse of the hospitality industry in this country. And fortunately for, for us, you also have exposure to international markets um, and restaurants and trends on an ongoing basis by virtue of um, your consultancy work and, of course, things like, you know, the Rugby World Cup and stuff like that. So, yeah. so for, for me, you're a particularly good person to talk to, to, to find out. Um, and this will possibly be uh, one of our more serious chats because, I mean, we always find a way of, of finding humor in, in a situation and, and yeah. you have to. Um, but I, let, let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's start with, what has Ralph's last year been like? You are um, the person who uh, owns Pastry Works. Um, you have the South African Academy of Culinary Arts, um, and you have um, consultancies. And, of course, uh, you, you usually work out of the country for quite a large portion of any given year. How has all of this affected you? How has the last year been since we last spoke? Because when we last spoke, uh, COVID was something happening happening somewhere else that we knew we would probably um, get uh, in this country sooner than later. And we did. And we know what happened here. Uh, what happened with you? No, the, the answer could long or make it short. First of all, my year has not been better than anybody else, I think. Um, I hope other people had better years than I had. Um, in general, you know, there's no question that with COVID-19 has changed, not South Africa has changed the world forever. I don't tell anybody anything new. And the only question is how do we make sure we function successfully in the new world we are in and which is coming towards us. Because this will not go back to normal in the next four or five years. I I personally don't think so. And the hospitality industry, um, as all other industries, have to rethink every aspect of their food and beverage operations. For me, basically, I mean, about three weeks ago, I saw on TV... They showed this, um, what was it, um, The Rising Sun, and this documentary followed the Springboks. And I had such fond memories of me being in Tokyo, like I felt it was last week. That was actually the last big event I did. I was supposed to do the Olympics, which obviously has been cancelled. 
We're looking forward to do the Olympics now in uh, in August this year, whereby about 75% of all sponsors already have jumped off. And this means also for all other sport events. Um, personally, I'm currently involved in writing concepts for the Soccer World Cup in Qatar in 2020. That's an event which has to be planned at least two years ahead. But otherwise than that, the event industry is dead. The company I do all these international events for, they're then completely bust. There's about six people left out of probably about 800. Wow. They all unfortunately lost their jobs. Um, I know of, of my of my hand, I know about at least 60 of my friends, chefs, which lost their jobs, which had to close down their restaurants. Um, it has been very, very rough. Um, I, I, I do hear a lot of a lot of people that say, oh, we just reinvent ourselves. I mean, you can only reinvent yourself through a certain, you know, new ideas are good ideas. But in this industry, and then if we talk just about restaurants, for example, you know, since the lockdown, the, the positive things for me is basically that um, I don't have South African numbers, but um, about 54% of people in America, they started to cook at home or they cook more at home instead of going out. So that might be good for uh, like a cooking school like I have, so people can come and learn how to cook. But obviously, you know, so less people go out to eat, so less uh, guests the restaurants the hotel industry has. And yeah, it, it, is, it is very, very difficult. Um, but I think that certain things can be done. I think we can learn from overseas. Um, I've just seen yesterday, for example, in, in New York City, which is, I've got a few friends there, and they are, it's terrible there. And one girl had a really lovely idea, and she, she loves bakery like I do. And she organized, it's called the New York Basket. And basically, she um, organized basically um, a shipping company where you can, as a customer, you can choose a bread basket of certain amounts of breads and pastries and whatever else it is from all the bakeries in New York City. So she doesn't prefer one person. At this moment, we're all sitting in one boat. We can't say I'm the best or whatever. We're all trying to survive. That's what the most important thing is. I think that was, for example, a great idea. Um, a lot of people in Asia, the kitchen space is very limited and very expensive. People are doing it's called ghost kitchens, which is basically a kitchen, which then you can rent for, I don't know, three hours in the evening where you produce your 2,000 brownies to sell them to the supermarkets, or you rent the kitchen for five hours to make, I don't know, 200,000 lasagna. So these are things I think will happen in the future. The event industry, I don't, I have no idea. As I said, we hope the Olympics happening. Um, Qatar will definitely happening, but that's not really that important at the moment because these are individual functions. And we, including myself, have to look onto the day-to-day -day life at the moment, not uh, looking too far into the distance. But the most important thing is we still have to keep our humor and uh, we have to be positive. That's, that's the most important thing. I've heard of too much heartbreak and yeah, what, what happened to other people. So I'm glad and very uh, grateful that I'm still healthy and um, I'm okay. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've we've seen is that, that there is a high level of innovation. But I think one of the frustrations that the hospitality industry must must be experiencing is that the rules keep changing. Uh, you, you, there's a limit to how much you can adapt to every single time. Um, it's this now, um, and the restrictions are that, and you need to do this, which means not only do you have fewer people potentially in your restaurant, uh, but you're spending more on sanitizing. Um, you can't sell alcohol right now. Uh, so I've noticed that a lot of restaurant friends either trade very early or have made some kind of plan 
um, or have closed un- until a, a better announcement um, has been made. Um, and I saw also the frustration being expressed um, in, in, a, in an article by, a, uh, I think, a South African chef who was saying, um, when you come to my restaurant, we have to take your temperature, your name, your ID number, your phone number, um, yeah. and I can only seat, I have to one table, skip a table, another table, can't serve alcohol, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And if one of the people who came to my restaurant tests positive, they mentioned that my restaurant was the place where this positive case came from. But I go to the supermarket where I see a lady standing and picking up the apples one by one by one by one looking for the best one. I see the guy who takes off his mask to make a phone call. I see the person who bumps into other people who doesn't practice social distancing. Um, But because supermarkets don't have to keep any records, um, any one of those positive people could have contracted it in that supermarket or anywhere else. But the fact that the restaurants have to keep those records mean they are almost being unfairly penalised in in, yeah. in in how this rolls yeah. itself out. So that's yeah. one of the one of the many frustrations um, that uh, you're seeing as well. I can't move past my frustration at the fact that, and this is the example that I've used on more than one occasion. I live in a metro of about 1.4 million people. If mm-hmm. if I don't think that there are more than 50,000 people, for instance, I'm clutching this this figure out of the air, who are a problem. Why are all 1.4 million of us in detention? It's like um, two of you in the class, um, you know, stole the teacher's pen, but all of you are going to be in detention. Um, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Uh, that I, I must be very honest that I struggle with. So, um, going, going forward, what do we do? I don't short take on that. And, you know, it's like, for example, in Germany, and I'm sure it happened in South Africa as well, but the first lockdown, the restaurants had to, had, had to change. And you are 100% right. There's additional cost of um, extra hand sanitizer, serviettes, everything has to be washed, etc. Um, you steam your cutleries. But then a lot of restaurants, actually all of them really, then they spend thousands and thousands of euros in putting plexiglass windows in between the tables. And then four weeks later, then came the second lockdown and they closed them down completely. So what did you invest this money for? In South Africa, I do, I do know a few restaurants here, and I'm just happy that I don't have a restaurant. It makes no sense for me to close down a restaurant at 8 o'clock, because if a restaurant has to close down at 8 o'clock, that means the owner or the chefs. I mean, fairly simple. By half past seven, they must have cleaned the kitchen, and everything has to be packed away, etc. So by half past seven, that means you as a customer, the last order has to go in at half past six, unless you, you eat only chips and frozen fish. Um, yeah. And it drives me bunkers. And on top of this, they can't sell alcohol. But you know, and don't even get me there, but I've said this the morning, the morning uh, our president made a speech, was the morning I made a post on Facebook, because I got to move and I said, why do we ask people, if you are the government, why do we ask people, please wear a mask, please make it a flippin' law. Make it law, make it compulsory. Because unfortunately, the 50,000 people you just spoke about, and I think it's actually less than that, because I think we are a stunning country with a lot of intelligent people here. But like in any other country, there's a bunch of, I don't know, I don't want to call the word now, um, not very intelligent people, like you've seen in the United States the last four days. Hmm. Um, they don't listen. They don't listen. If you don't make it a law and there's no, you know, there's nothing happening to you, it's, it's, it's a joke. I spoke to 100 people in the last six months. Can you please wear a mask? And I'm going to be looked at like, no, I am an imbecile. And it's terrible. And they don't even know what they're doing. You know, as I always say, if you want to, 
If you want to hurt yourself, go ahead, but please don't hurt me or other people. That's not fair. Uh, yeah, that possibly happier news. Um, one mm. of the things that I've I've seen is um, for an, an initiative called kind of supporting local, as in support the small businessman, and not uh, this this isn't horribly meant. Um, in other words, support your corner cafe rather than the multinational global supermarket chain. Um, support yes. your yes. kind of butcher on the corner yes. um, and so on and so on and so on. Um, very, very local. And I must say, uh, I had to run an errand to uh, one of the big national franchise fast food chains yesterday and I had what can only be described as um, an unforgettably bad experience, which I will take up with them in my own time. But it reminded me that that if I'd gone to one of my friends in the restaurant industry or one of the, the kind of more local owned ones, I would have been able to to talk to somebody who would have listened to me as opposed to um, <laughs> a manager of a branch who really wasn't interested in my issues. So, yeah, that uh, support local. I saw some of the things that uh, that you mentioned are uh, the sale of gift cards and gift certificates, um, repurposing premises and operations, promoting at-home dining experiences, alternative cuisine yep. options, and uh, socially distant service, digital menus, self-service. Yeah, there, there, there are options. Are there any resources, are there any organizations right now who are in a position to assist um, the hospitality industry that, that you're aware of? Because Not that I know of. Um, I think in England now they passed a law where every, every hospitality business gets 10,000 pounds. I don't know how long that goes. And um, But in South Africa, I haven't heard of anything yet. No, nothing. I mean, you know... No, let me just add, if I may, quick something to your, to all the listeners out there, and that this comes really from the bottom of my heart, I care about this. This is not about me or my business. Please, please, please support your locals. Please rather go to the fast food outlet where the burger, I don't know, you know, go, go to your local baker, go to your local butcher, go to your, because in the end of the day, if you're really facing it, um, like for our businesses, unfortunately, you know, um, there's not against landlords in South Africa, but there is not really much of a hand um, stretched out to us and to many of my friends. We have to pay the full um, the full rent every month. But the the one the one uh, the one how you gonna say now? All the supermarkets in South Africa, if you really think about it, it's the only the only uh, people which haven't really lost that much, and it's mostly the opposite. All the people which didn't go to the restaurant, um, they bought the food for home use. So actually, the supermarkets probably turned more food over than they did before. Probably, yeah. Long, I don't know. But 100%. But that's my feeling. So if you have to drive 150 meters further to go to your local butcher, to go to your local baker, to whatever it is, then please drive 150 to 200 meters. They will be forever, ever, ever grateful. And not to forget, there are thousands and millions of jobs connected to it. And most of the people, like including me, we love what we do. Okay, this is, this is a passion. It's a calling. Um, maybe not for other people, you know, at least when you come to us, we say good morning. We not only say plastic, you know, I'm tired of it. You know, especially in now, now it's time to stand out for everybody. And now it's to find gratitude towards people which give you good service and which are honest to you. That's, that's my take. And I leave it by that.
<laughs> Thank you very much, Ralph. Um, right, on, on to Ralph's plans for um, 2021. Um, as far as the South African Academy of Culinary Arts is uh, concerned, and just a, a refresher to anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, the South African Academy of Culinary Arts is a world-class kind of learning institution where you have a very small number of students who go through um, really impressive of courses i've i've been on the receiving end of of some of their their things on the most recently um, and it's not that recent on your uh, black evening that was uh, very 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 cool what are you up to for 2021 you know it, it's all covid plays a big role you know, a lot of people lost their um, lost their jobs. so to go to school is it's not cheap and you can't really make it much cheaper because then you're gonna actually teach nonsense not what they're supposed to be learning to succeed in the industry um, so we at Saka, we came up with a few new courses. I'm not saying we made it cheaper, but we made it more accessible. At least, you know, instead of going maybe three steps up the uh, staircase, you only take the first step, and next year takes the second. Um, all this information is now available on our Facebook page, South African Academy of Culinary Arts. We are currently enrolling. Uh, we're starting on the 1st of March. We are offering, as usual, um, a diploma in pastry or in culinary arts. And we also now have certificate courses available for people, you know, which as I said, they just want to take the first stepping stone. And we're also planning to offer, for the first time ever, um, a qualification in food and beverage, um, which I think is really important to bring up the service standards, let's say, um, first of all, in PE, um, you know, that you get a waiter which know how to walk straight and how to put the cutlery in front of you without poking in your eyes. That's, I'm not trying to be funny. I've seen this many times, and I think if you charge so much money, then you should have a good service. And... Yeah, that's what we do at the moment. Um, and, you know, we are very happy about our students from last year. As you know, um, actually I saw Matthew was on TV last week. Um, he's still working at Onclum, which is number one restaurant in the UK. Sabrina Meyer just left two weeks ago to join the um, Paramount Hotel in Dubai. Very, very happy about my, my people. And, um, and I can, again, to any listeners out there, if your son or daughter wants to be a chef, and I'm not saying you have to come to my school. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I, I wish for 100%, but um, the, the proof in the pudding is that a lot of students are maybe down at the moment because they've been indoors um, via online learning, which is not really good, I think, especially the job of a chef. You don't learn online. That's a no-no. Yeah. And, but support them. And for the students, you know what? You're, the world is your oyster. The one thing has happened in the last 12 months, a lot of hotels, restaurants, and I'll tell you how it is, they got rid of a lot of people they always wanted to try to get rid of, not only in South Africa, worldwide. Mm. And now they're going to employ people again, and then it's getting better, and it's going to get better. There's no question about it. It might be different, but, you know, people will travel. People will eat. People will go to hotels. Will go to hotels. And then they're going to employ people. They have the choice of the cop. They will only, you know, if you before thought you were good, might be good enough because there will be less people. They're not going to employ the people back they got rid of in the first case. Because now it's going to be all about quality, because to survive will be more and more and more difficult. So, yeah, thanks for asking. We have an open day on the 23rd of January, uh, which we have in person at the school. And we have a, a, a virtual open day on the 22nd of January, which we do via Zoom. Um, we have done that before. It's very interesting seeing people from Nigeria, Zimbabwe, and to learn how their life is currently. And if anybody's interested, anybody can give me a call on 076-263-2721. 
and or they can email me very inf- very easy info info at saka.co.za and I'm happy to talk to anybody. I'm happy to meet anybody. Of course, by having social distancing and wearing a mask. <laughs> and we have some pineapple beer. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you very much, Ralph. Always mm. um, insightful and possibly more so than, than usual since we didn't have as much humor to fall back on. Uh, have a great rest of Sunday. We'll catch up soon. Sean, thank you very much. Be safe to all the listeners as well. Let's keep the heads up and that everything will be good. I'll say that. Okay. Thank you. Ciao. Cheers. Thanks very much.